Welcome to Chiclas Hablando de Drag. Just kidding, it's still chicks talking drag, but we are in Spain. Welcome to Madrid, where the music is loud. Oh, and the drinks are cheap. Beware of spoilers ahead. Hello, welcome everyone to the last episode of Drag Race España. We finally made it, but you might be wondering who's talking to me? Well, I am Gabby, and with me there's always Anna. We are on the final episodes. Hiller, Carmen, and Sagittaria are our top three. They come back to the workroom, and uh, they read Poopy's message, and um, they kind of explain why Poopy was such a, a great uh, drug legend in Spain, and like the role that she played in their careers, and that was a very sweet moment, I think. And... Um, The girls are talking about being top three and Killer is described by a Carmen and Sagittaria as an unexpected finalist, but a well-deserved finalist. And I think everyone could agree when we say that Killer actually deserves to be there. And Carmen, we all know Carmen is so sweet, but she's also a bitch, like hands down. She kind of reminded everyone that she hasn't lip synced yet, not even once. So that is something for the girls to keep an eye on. And um, at the end of the evening, they kind of realize that they are all metal donors from uh, the Gas Divas uh, challenge on episode two. And uh, they're actually quite happy. The only person missing is Ugasio, who left a couple of episodes ago. And uh, the day after, they get into the workroom. And because they're three and they're beautiful and they're our winners, they come in as uh, Charlie's Angels. What do you think? Well, can I just say that this is a perfect top three? It's not the top three that I envisioned. I honestly didn't see Killer Queen being in the top three. Um, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't have said she'd make top three. But I'm so happy that she did because she's amazing. And also I love Carmen and Sagittarius. I think they all really deserve their place in the finale. And I'm so excited to see what they can do with a little bit of fame, a little bit of money, Like, I'm here for it. Like, give these girls the well-deserved coin that they need. Like, come on. And actually, we get to see what the Queen's first impressions of each other was, which is really interesting. So, you know, with Sagittarius and Killer, they obviously had a great friendship and a great connection instantly because they knew each other. Um, and so Sagittarius like, well, when I saw Killer in the workroom, like I was relieved, like, girl, that's my home girl right there. It's literally what she's saying. But then as far as Carmen, there was a different opinion there. She was like, mm, I think Carmen's a bit of a scamp. Like, watch out. She's a bit meaner than the rest of them. And she's probably not wrong there. You know, Carmen does have a bitchy side. But I also think that she's kind of like a lovable bitch. You know, like the Bianca Del Rio-esque kind of character. Like, and I'm here for that. Carmen's like, I'm going to be really honest and upfront with you. But at the same time, if you need a shoulder to cry on, I will be here for you. I will wipe your tears. I will make, I will make myself a brand new outfit so that we are not in the same outfit like shout out to Carmen for that because that is amazing and Carmen also offers her opinion of Sagittarius and says I'd actually seen you on social media and basically thought that Saggy was this tall leggy model and then she saw her in, in the flesh and she was like 
she was tiny and that made me laugh because this is something I get a lot like a lot of people will look at my photos and think that I'm really tall and then they'll see me and be like you're not tall and I was like yeah I never said I was tall I was like, it's all about them angles like it's how you pose it's how you work the camera I was like plus I've got long legs so it makes me look like I'm tall and and, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm sure I'm five foot four and a half to be exact if you want to know. So, so I was like, you know, that's pretty funny. And Sadie's just like, ugh, what a bitch, you know, about Carmen. And then Carmen continues to say, well, I, I did have a good impression of you both. And that continued to grow over time. But we do get something a little bit more exciting in the workroom. And voila, there is a video message. And who is this on my screen? It looks like Valentina, but it can't be because I've only seen Valentina clean shaven. But alas, no, it is Valentina. And I'm like, okay, Valentina, a little bit of trade up in here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay, what are you doing here, girl? And Valentina's like, there's nothing harder than being a Latin queen doing a perfect lip sync in English. Today, you will have to lip sync the famous song by Mama RuPaul, You Wear It Well, without a good luck and don't fuck it up. And then she ends the call being as weird as she normally is by pretending to fart. I mean, yeah, why not? That's how you say goodbye. Good. Glad you got a healthy bowel cycle. Excellent. And then uh, Supreme walks into the room in a fabulous gilded casino slots out a suit. And I'm like, Oh, he's a gambling man today. Okay, okay, I see what you're all about. And Killer, you know, she agrees with me because obviously I've got good taste. And she's like, that outfit makes you want to gamble. And I'm like, well, it doesn't make me want to gamble because I've got no money. But yes, if I was living that rich bitch fantasy life, then yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and then Supreme basically um, confirmed what Valentina says. And none of them seem that phased about living in it. But I don't know if that's kind of like a bit of bravado or what. But they seem quite comfortable with it. I do have to point out here before um, handing it over to Gabby that Carmen is not too impressed by this challenge. And in fact, she's not really impressed by the song either, which I thought was quite funny. Um, Carmen rips into the lyrics and says the lyrics are too fast. It's a terrible song. And I'm like, okay, you shady bitch, Carmen. Like, geez. To be fair, what Carmen is saying is not incorrect. Like, it's true. But at the same time, you're kind of like, oh my God, I'm actually committing an act of blasphemy right now. And <laughs> I just thought it was funny. That's all. Gabby, what did you think? To be honest with you, it's going to make a very awkward first meeting with Ruth is gonna make for that because even if she doesn't win um all the girls that are part of the franchise at some point meet mamaru and that's gonna be very funny when uh, mamaru is gonna be there and that, so you hate my music right <laughs> great right but we get to a uh, finale tradition which is a chat with the host and this time around is uh, actually tea time with Supreme Deluxe. And they have actual food. They have muffins. And I love a good muffin. Apparently, like, one was, like, a blueberry muffin. 
like from where I was sitting. One looked like a blueberry muffin and the other one was a chocolate muffin. And I want them in my belly. But anyways, first up, we have Killer Queen who talks about her doubts during, her com during the competition. And um, she explains how she grew throughout the competition. And um, we actually get to hear from Killer about her experience on how she got into drag. Of course, that was explained from us during the Meet the Queens. So if you don't know how she got into drag, go back to that episode. But then she also explained that she used to be a youth Sunday school teacher when she started doing drag. And some anonymous messages started popping up on the church message board saying that it's immoral that for a drag to teach kids and um, that they, she shouldn't be around kids in the first place. So the church, instead of protecting her, like, of course, it's the Catholic church. And, you know, the Catholic church is full of hypocrites. So instead of protecting her, they basically pressured her to quit the position. And I feel like that is something that a lot of people, like, I used to go to Sunday school. I grew up Catholic. But I found it being such an hypocrite forum. And like the people within it are very hypocrite when they're like, LGBTQ people shouldn't be allowed to have kids or adopt. And I'm like, so you rather a kid not be adopt because they can't find a family rather than go into a family with uh, an LGBTQ IA plus household and they're like yes i'd rather be by itself i'm like you are mean and that's when like i started realizing that that type of church wasn't for me so i very much understand where killer come from but at the same time she explained that to become killer queen she had to give up something else and if that was the religion uh, and uh, the people within uh, the church that she was uh, going to and she was working for, then uh, so be it because uh, Killer Queen gave her happiness and that's the most important thing in life at the end of the day. And then we have Carmen who says she fought to get to the finale. And I think you, Anna, have so much more to say about Carmen than I do. Yeah, well... We've all seen Carmen in this competition as being quite polished, a perfectionist, but how did she get there? How did she get to that state of perfection, I hear you ask? Well, Carmen's beginnings are a lot more humble than you would think. Everything that she wears is made by herself. Like, she doesn't have money to be paying these fancy designers to create her looks. Like, she's had to learn everything off of her own bag. And she's really happy with her performance on the show, as she should be, because, like, Jesus Christ, she is one of the most versatile queens in the franchise, and I am very proud of what she has achieved on the show. She's glamorous, she's beautiful, she's funny, she's talented. I think even she surprised herself with how far she's come in the competition, and also what she's won challenges for like the acting challenge where she was literally shoving bananas in her mouth and burping at people's faces that was so funny and Carmen honestly surprised me as well like she wasn't just a pageant queen but she was a queen of many 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 talents and that's why she really deserves her spot in the finale and Supreme agrees and says 
we have seen her do wonders like in the design challenge where she literally made a complete outfit out of a furniture bag and i'm like yeah you're right that look was very very versace-esque inspired like it was so beautiful and to think that she made that all is just amazing and you might wonder how she got to be such a talented seamstress well Carmen learned to sew because of her grandma and she would watch her grandma sew. However, despite what you might think, she never studied design, which I think is really impressive. So she literally is self-taught. I, I mean, I guess I could do, say the same, like there's plenty of skills that I have, like photography or writing stuff. I was never trained to do that. I just learned it. That's, and that's the best way to learn, I think. Um, when Carmen came to Madrid, she was only 18 and she literally came with 400 euros and the clothes on her bag. And there's de definitely something that I, I can relate to. Not the 400 euros part necessarily, but like when I, I came to London, I didn't have anybody financially supporting me. I was supporting myself. And I moved into this tiny little box room and I didn't have any money. I was working day and night to try and <laughs> try and afford to live in London. And oh my God, it was hard. It was a struggle. So I completely get where she's coming from. Um, and she was like, you know, although I thought of, of studying design, I, I physically couldn't because I didn't have the funds to be able to do so. How could I? I had to work to support myself. And I'm like, yeah, girl, I completely understand. Like, you know the saying you work to live like that is how i was for so many years to be honest it still kind of is that <laughs> philosophy right now and it's just like you know i completely understand and now that she's older she realizes as well how much her parents sacrificed um for her like she never felt like she was in poverty or that she could or, or that she had to want for anything although she didn't grow up in a rich household her parents were supportive they were loving and they were there for her and that's beautiful too because it shows that Carmen is not spoiled at all like everything that she does is through hard work and determination and not relying on other people like she said, you know, in order to start her sewing journey, she brought a sewing machine for 100 euros and then cheap fabrics for one euro and so on and so on. You know, she just learned by practicing over and over again until she became the fabulous person that she is today. But speaking of fabulous, let's talk about Sagittaria. Yeah, so you and I both uh, had a similar experience when we first moved into London, because London is an expensive city, and I think any capital city is. But Sagittaria is here to explain that she started drag because Valentina, here's her name again, during the work the world tour, during the meet and greet that there is after the show, encouraged her to start doing drag because she thought that she would actually be great at it, and she just looked like she would be good at it and um that is so interesting because like at the end of the day it kind of feels like everything has come full circle like from uh, having valentina telling her to start to now on the finale of drag race seeing valentina telling her not to fuck it up and um yeah sagittaria basically explains that her family has always been extremely supportive of her, her, which is actually super amazing. And like, I think 
in this installment of Drag Race and because it's Spain, we have seen very supportive families, except for some uh, isolated uh, instances, like example, Poppy's family. But we did have very LGBTQ rainbow families who were open to choices or like the inclinations or the person that the ch their children were from the start and uh, never doubted them and that's the most important thing but she also explained that she had to change different schools because she moved with their parents and uh, like due to that she moved from one school in which everyone knew her and she was full of friends to a school where everyone were um picking on her because of her sexuality and because of the fact that she is not like a butchman she's she very far from that but eventually she moved into a performing arts school for her high school years and that's where she felt welcome and she felt happy and that kind of i think helped creating the person that she is uh, as a performer because like you can see that she's very 360 considering she is very young she's the youngest uh, person in this installment so yeah good on Sagittaria because uh, she's been doing great and all of the girls during this tea time I think did really well and throughout the competition uh, we get into the maxi challenge we are in the set recording the video for you wear it well and uh, of course in this case luckily there is a choreographer because like last time we saw the girls that choreographed during Las Divas so it was tragic and I'm so happy they're actually lip-syncing because they can't sing and it would have been tragic yeah. as well <laughs> I think they kind I of mean, you just you're just being so uplifting for the girls right now, aren't you? Well, but let's let's be let's be clear. Gabby does speak facts because I even though Carmen won that challenge, the entire challenge was terrible. Uh, unfortunately, it was really bad because they didn't use autotune and girl, if you can't sing, you need autotune to make it sound like you can kind of like halfway sing, right? Yeah, exactly. So we have the choreographer Carmelo Segura, and he is full of life. He's handsome. He's ready for it. He's ready to whip the girls into shape. And I'm like, thank God, because I need I need a good choreography moment right now, because otherwise, uh, I will be emotionally drained, and that's not what I need on in the finale. Like, yeah, no, thank you. That. No one really needs that for sure. Like, I just want to say personally that Carmen she won the last dancing and singing challenge and I'm glad that mm. there was only one this season thank god but she was a struggle boss and I'm like ah! oh. yeah I mean she, she is flawless but dancing not one of them which is very surprising considering she does have her own girl group and I'm like girl we do get into coronation day and the girls get into their very elaborated entrances and this week the girls come in they look at each other and they start screaming and then they run around the workroom they jump on tables chairs and they're just happy and excited about the fact that today is the last day they're gonna be on that stage and that today it marks the end of a journey, literally does. And uh, this is an occasion that Carmen uh, 
uses to ask the girls what is their impression now after the whole journey. And everyone seems to be really nice to each other until Carmen goes like, actually Sagittarius, I don't <laughs> got to really know you because you're very focused in the game and uh, the competition. And I feel like that is very true. What are your thoughts, Anna? Yeah, 100%. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was going to be like, let's talk about Carmen versus Sagittarius, okay? It wasn't a fight, obviously it wasn't. It was just the discussion. But it was, I'm really glad that Carmen did speak about it because, you know, I, I probably never would have thought of how private um, Sagittarius was in comparison to the other queens until they brought it up. You know, because Killer have said this, same thing she was like you know you are quite reserved you're quite private like you don't open up a lot and Carmen's just like yeah I'm gonna tell you in more detail about why you're reserved and why I feel we haven't got along as well as we could have done and I'm like oh shit it's about to get juicy on finale day um and you know Carmen just says simply well I would have liked to get to know you better but I don't feel like I got to know you beyond the wigs beyond um, you know, the competition, you're so laser focused, which, okay, to be focused is not a bad thing. Like I am extremely focused when it comes to my work, what I do in my life, but I also leave room for other things in my life, like my friends, my family, my loved ones. And that's really important. I think um, Sagittarius is so ambitious, so focused on the goal at hand that she forgets to kind of open up to the people around her and show them that she's more than just Sagittarius. She's also Ivan. Um, you know, Carmen goes further and is like, you know, I never see you break character. And, and Sagittarius is like, well, I kind of have an issue with that because I am not a character. Like, I'm not always in character. And, and you know, Carmen's like, yeah, but you don't show us that. And then Sagittarius like, well, I do break character, but when I, when I do, I prefer spending time with Killer. And then Carmen's like, well, but Killer Queen literally said the same thing that I said. So, like, you know, why is she not, is she not getting the same reaction? And Killer's like, oh, God, I don't want to be in the middle of this. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. And Killer Queen is literally me in any kind of conflict. I'm literally like, oh, <laughs> please leave me out of this. I hate drama. I'm a Libra. I don't fucking like drama unless i'm watching love island in which case it's a different story but i don't like to be the one involved in the drama no thank you but then you know they do come to kind of a, a resolution and sagittarius says well i hope that outside of the competition we will get to talk and if you come to barcelona you will have a home there which i thought was very sweet and they do hug it out so it's nothing serious it's nothing like like drama field levels it's just a mature discussion it's just trying to see like where Sagittarius at where Carmen's at and how killer likes to avoid drama <laughs> that's literally what you get from the conversation but we do get to the main stage and first up it's a runway Gabby oh. tell me about Supreme Deluxe yes so Supreme Deluxe uh, stomps the runway and she kind of reminds me of that old school Janelle Monet with like black and white thing. You remember the title of Janelle Monet? That's who she reminds me of. She has the shirt. Uh, she has you know what? I can't see that now. 
like literally i am obsessed by janelle monet so like i that was the first thing that i saw like the the coif there the white shirt the tie the black the skirt with like that fur ending and the fur uh, first leaf jacket i was like yeah like tightrope but make it drag and I was, I was like, this is Supreme's best drag. Like, I just love that tuxedo dress. It's so beautiful. I'm like, yeah. it's simple. It's not colorful, which is unlike me. But you know, I like color coordination. So the contrast between the black and white, I'm here for it. And who doesn't love a tuxedo dress, huh? There was a touch of purple as well on the skirt. Like, it- you best believe that I, I saw that sparkle. I was like, yes. But Give me life right now. Today is a family affair, actually. So there's only the hobbies and analoging. So we do get into the main challenge, and is the music video. Honestly speaking, Matt, but be nice, Gabby. Like <laughs> it wasn't my cup of tea. Like it didn't feel natural, and like I just think that because we got used to like final remixes just a simple lip sync kind of like ruins the momentum of like them doing so good throughout but they did they did what they had to do it's just i feel like (laughs) it was yeah the momentum wasn't there if that makes sense yeah that does make sense listen girl i'm gonna tell you my two cents the music video was not my favorite either because the budget was not there for this music video. Let's be real. It was not the budget there. Went but on you know what? Phones. It went on the free phones they've been receiving in real. I think so. It was it was because of that partnership with Samsung. Like, god damn you, Samsung. Like, listen, that is not okay. They need to have a music video that sparkles and pops like any other of the franchise videos that are out there, okay? Like, come on. Or at least maybe you don't need to have super amount of budget, but like it was just overproduced. Like, like they did all that fabulous dancing and like all you could see was them in shadows and and like I was like, what's going on? I'm confused. What I did like was when the music of a video revealed to them on stage and I was like, okay, finally we can see them in front of us. Like, great. So we got a chance to see them actually lip syncing in front of us outside of the music video. And I was like, why didn't you just stick to this format for the entirety of the challenge? Right. But even so it was a bit messy. Like the Queens were not in sync out of the free killer queen did yeah. the best. I would definitely say. Um, but I, I think that killer is the stronger dancer out of all of them. And it's like, you don't need to be a dancer to be a lip syncer, Right. But you do need to know how to do the moves in synchronicity and the synchronicity was not there. But you know what? I'm just going to end in positive note and said they did the best that they could do. And I enjoyed Killer Queen's performance. (laughs) That's what I have to say. And the runway today, the best, the category is best drag, which in Spanish is mi mejor drag. I know. I know. Girl, that pronunciation, it turns me on. (laughs) <laughs> Everything's better in Spanish. I know, right? Uh, and uh, um, Killer Queen is the first queen that comes onto the runway, and she is looking amazing. 
I love how she looks like a Disney villain. She's got a little bit of Ursula in there. She's got a little bit of Maleficent and a little sprinkle of a dark, evil ice cream. Why do I say she looks a little bit like an ice cream? Um, hello, have you seen how swooped back her wig is? Like, oh my God, the wig is right. The makeup is right. I really loved that blend between the aubergine purple um, eyeshadow, uh, you know, with the black smoky eye. That was beautiful. And her really um, harsh shaded cheeks actually worked for the kind of character that she was creating because she was literally coming out as a Disney villain. So it felt like a caricature, but in a beautiful way. And I was for it I actually really liked the composition of the dress like it was different it was unusual it was a different silhouette for her as we know she does have a beautiful curvaceous figure and I think that this definitely accentuated her assets in the best way like her smile was beaming she was literally doing a Valentina with that smile she was like yes my smile is beautiful and i'm like yes killer queen your smile is beautiful <laughs> um and she was inspired by divine who as we know is a quintessential drag icon and i just really love how the outfit screams trash but in the best possible way like it's crafty but also in an elevated way but next up is carmen gabby i know you like some carmen so girl what's the tea well, Carmen, of course, is looking like a snack eating snack. And she's giving us this beige stripy eleganza, which is very much reminding us of those uh, Hollywood golden age uh, times. And she just looks pretty. She has a train. She has, uh, she has a bedazzled boob. And she just looks pretty. Like, that there is no other way to describe her she just looks absolutely stunning and breathtaking and i think the fact that she used neutral tones for this um runway kind of make it uh, really stand out just because uh, uh, the other two queens in uh, this um, runway are using very strong black dark tones whereas with her using this cream uh, neutral tones instead kind of feels like she's the good in between two evils so yeah i feel like she looks really pretty and uh, it is quintessentially carmen which is the most important thing and lastly but most certainly not least there is sagittaria giving us this vampire eleganza and uh, like when i first saw her coming down that runway i was like Dovima, is that you <laughs> <laughs> but of course Dovima left the challenge a couple of weeks ago so absolutely not her but it does give that uh, very dark uh, very geometrical figures that are quintessentially actually Dovima's but at the same time, it's just a very well done Mugler-inspired dress. And uh, that makes it good to, not only to watch, but it's just good, it just gives good vibes, even though it looks like a vampire dress. But what are your thoughts on this one? But like for me, the dress was 
was kind of simple and something that I'd seen like so many times before. But that doesn't mean I didn't like it because I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. But I thought it was a little bit simple for the theme of best drag because I was like, Sagittarius, I've seen your looks. I know that you can bring something like even more elevated to this stage. But I did like it. Like the juxtaposition between the nude panels and the sequin black velvet fabric that felt very like... Yeah, it felt very vampire, goth, 90s eleganza. Uh, and she did look beautiful. What I liked most about the outfit was actually the earrings. So she had these beautiful gold and and black um, gilded teardrop statement earrings. And I just loved how it accentuated her beautiful Marilyn Monroe-esque blonde hair. And... I was here for this slit in the dress as well because that was some drama and mystery. But moving on from the runway, we actually have a little segment where the judges talk about each of the queens and their journeys in the competition. But we're actually going to do something a little different because let's face it, we never usually talk about the judges' critiques because we're like, listen, we got opinions too, so you're going to hear our opinions. And nothing's really changed in this instance either. So I'm going to kick it off by talking about Killer. And then Gabby's going to join in and we're going to have a good old Kiki. So with Killer Queen, what's really, really impressed me about Killer is that she was not a standout to be in the, to in the top three from the very beginning. Like she's had her highs, she's had her lows. Um, but the one thing that you can say about Killer Queen is that she really, really listens and takes critiques on board. And that's what I love about her. I love that she's so happy. She's so positive. She's kind. She's gentle. She's a good friend to the other contestants. And most of all, you never, ever see her enthusiasm dim. Like, regardless of whether she's been performing well or performing you know not so well she's always been the same person throughout and you know when the judges give a critique she's like yeah I really want to improve I want to do better and the next week she comes back and she's stronger than ever like her snatch game was incredible she did really well in you know the uh, makeover challenge as well and I just love that she's so versatile she can she can dance, she can perform, she's a really good lip syncer. Like the lip syncs that we saw her do, she did very well. So that's what I, I like about Killer. She has so much energy and I am really here for it. And when they did the Rosalia runway, like we also got to see how beautiful she is. Cause like Killer often creates a character on the runway, which is a very big part of her aesthetic and persona. So when we saw the Rosalia character, I was like, oh my God, she has such beautiful eyes. Look at her bone structure. Like she is gorgeous. She is a woman. Um, and I just really proud of how far she came. And regardless of whether she wins or loses, she did so well to get this far. True. I totally agree with you on Killer because at the end of the day, what I really enjoyed about Killer course she listens but also she shows that you don't need to be a bitch in order to get far into a competition because all she ever done was listen to the critiques help her sisters and try to have the best time in the competition and I think she excelled at everything that I've just uh, mentioned and uh, of course uh, there's Carmen 
school has uh, literally not failed a bit. She was never at the bottom. And uh, she took as well those criticism, uh, even if uh, there were not that many. Actually, it was close to no criticism. But at the same time, she did take them and made sure that to listen to them and improve herself, which is the most important thing. And like, I enjoyed the fact that Carmen didn't shy from understanding different aspects of herself and understanding different uh, ways of being doing drag and finding like a fun aspect to herself, the ugly aspect of to herself, and still make sure that it was entertaining and it was fun and it was uh, quintessentially her, like just different aspects of her. And that is like, of course, amazing because like at the end of the day, when you see Carmen Farala, you literally get to see the whole package, weirdly enough. She might not be the best dancer or the uh, the best performer, but she's a really good actress. She's in for a good laugh. And she is literally just amazing in her makeup, amazing in her hair, and amazing in her, in her fashions. And I just can't get enough of her, really. And um, lastly, we have Sagittaria. And I think the comment... The only comment that I have for her is very similar to what I had for Kelly Diamond during her finale. The fact that, oh my God, for your age, because basically they have the same age. When Ellie Diamond started the last year, she was 21. So I assume that this year, Ellie Diamond is turning 22. So they're basically the same age. And um, for the age that they have, and for the amount of time they've been doing drag, they just are so good. And they're amazing performers, amazing entertainers, and amazing in their makeup, amazing what they're trying to do. And uh, they do it to the best of their abilities. And if they can do that much now, imagine in, like in five years' time when they're our age, what they're they literally own the own this world that we're living in yeah i completely agree like what sagittarius has done with her time in the competition has been nothing short of incredible sure she has had sh some shortcomings she's had her highs she's had her lows but at the same time we have to remind ourselves that she is the youngest queen in the competition and she has really held her own against um you know the older queens that are there and she's proved that listen age is just a number like just because i'm the youngest does not mean that you should underestimate me do i think that she has been consistent throughout no not necessarily but she did have that ellie diamond arc like you were saying and i think that regardless of what of how many ups and downs she had she had some incredible moments like her snatch game as Erka Nita was really really phenomenal like that was really good I was a fan of that and she's never failed to impress on the runway um the way that she lip syncs is beautiful as well like when she had the lip sync with Davima that was really touching because obviously as we all know Davima didn't lip sync and she was really trying to get her friend 
to join in and stuff. So despite the fact that she is a private person, you can see in the actions that she takes that she does care about the people around her. And I think sometimes the actions speak louder than words. So, you know, that's, that's what I have to say on Sagittarius. But we do get to a little cute moment on the runway where all the queens are brought together to witness the final lip sync for the very last time. And they all looked amazing. Like, we're not going to sit here and tell you what every single person was wearing because Jesus Christ, that would create a really long episode. And we're not here for that, okay? What we will say is that everyone looked amazing. They looked majestic. They looked fantastic. It was so nice to see them on the main stage. And I think you wanted to say something about Poopy, right? Poopy. Okay. Right now. So last week we didn't uh, record an episode. So if you don't watch Drag Race and only listen to us, first of all, weird. But second, (laughs) uh, Poopy is... uh, Drag Race España's Miss uh, Congeniality and uh, uh, she is gonna help uh, Supreme Deluxe crown the winner and oh my god Poopy has never looked so beautiful she's literally wearing this warrior angel outfit she has this armor like corset armor and this brown wings and like the makeup is just right like this is the most beautiful we've seen poopy all season and i'm actually here for it and i live for it and uh, to be honest i'm just like ready to see who's gonna win so the lip sync song to drag race espana finale is la gata baja la lluvia by rocio durcal and um the song title is basically The Cat Under the Rain. And uh, this is a very important information because when Carmen Farala gave us not one, but two reveal during the lip syncs, when she throws away her train and when her wig turns into a wet wig, now you know why. Now it makes more sense. But what are your thoughts on this lip sync? First of all, I was really confused when she took off the wig and there was like that wet wig like happening because I was like, I know what legato is because in Portuguese, gato, gato or gata is a cat. I was like, so I know what that is. I was like, but what is what is the rest of this like i have no idea what they're saying what is going on and then as soon as gabby told me i was like yeah that makes sense like i still thought that the lip sync was really good like i really appreciated the i really appreciated the second reveal where you know it did reveal to that that wet wig and i was like okay carmen's looking great even though her hair is sopping wet like okay I'm here for it, but I think all of the queens did a good job. Like, Killer did great, Saji did great. I thought that the lip sync was very controlled, it was very poised, it was very elegant. It wasn't like a kicks and a shablam and a flip and dip like type lip sync that you will often see in the finale. It was more like let's have some emotion like type of scenario. It was like when Tasted Memories in um, UK, UK Drag Race season two, like it was very much that vibe, except there was three of them. And 
yeah, it it was beautiful. Like it just looked like that they were singing in the rain and having the time of their lives. And I thought, what a great way to end the episode. But we do get a winner, and I think we should do a I think we should do a drum roll right about now. Come on, Ferrara! We kind of called it. We did call it. I mean, yeah, it, I was saying to Gabby, like, it was quite obvious from the beginning. She was like, yeah, from episode three. And I was like, yeah, that's that's really true. Like, I really saw her being in the top three. I saw her winning pretty much halfway through the competition because she was just, she was winning so many challenges. I'm like, surely somebody doesn't win, like, four challenges and does not win. Oh, wait. Remember Shea Coulee in season nine? Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, let's not still, talk about still a sore spot for Gabby. Still a sore spot. She won the All Star, but I think that wasn't the right season for her to win. I though. think it would. It should have been a swap. Like no shade to Sasha Velour. I think Sasha Velour is amazing, but I also think Sasha Velour is life. I also think she should have done the All Stars instead because. Like, Sasha Valor won on that lip sync alone. Otherwise, like... Literally. But regardless, you know, we did get a really worthy winner. Well done, Carmen. You are the perfect person to personify the Spanish um, crown. And the other competitors did a really great job. And to be honest, I wouldn't have been unhappy if killer one either but Carmen was the right person to win this season like for sure she absolutely smashed the competition and to be honest this competition this whole season was amazing definitely there were ups and there were downs but I wouldn't have had it any other ways there was the drama there were the tears there was the happiness there were the amazing challenges and uh, yeah it could definitely compete with some of the weaker seasons of of the US version, never mind the stronger seasons too. So it just goes to show that it was a really, really strong debut for the the Spanish season. And I definitely feel like there'll be a season two. A hundred percent. If there's no season two, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. She's like, no more podcasts, guys. But you know what, guys? It's been amazing to share this ride with you. We are going to have a bit of a break now. As we said, we're not going to be doing uh, Drag Race Holland because we got plenty of things going on in August. And, girl, like, girl, we can't do it. We physically can't do it. But we will be back for UK Drag Race Season 3. I know two UK Drag Race seasons in one year. It's wild, but it's happening, okay? It's happening because, hello, Corona. (laughs) Hello, Corona, which I've now experienced. It's so emotional. But you'll see us again later in autumn. So I hope that you all have an amazing summer. Uh, That's it from me and Gabby. Gabby, any last words? Anything you want to tell the crew? It's been a long ride, but we made it. I know that maybe you need a break as much as we do because we did. Uh, you did hear our voice twice in a week for four weeks. Uh, and um, most importantly, follow us on Instagram on chickstockingdrag underscore the pod. Uh, leave us a comment on uh, your iTunes podcast if you're listening to us there. Uh, give us a follow if you're listening to us on Spotify 
and uh, keep your eyes peeled for information coming up in regards to RuPaul Drag Race UK season three because everything is gonna go up on our EIG page and I'm so excited to actually uh, start posting on it give it life give it some personality so yeah you guys keep your eyes peeled and thank you very much for a wonderful wonderful journey hello and good night all bye bye, <laughs> bye.